0: We're back, and I have a cute little gay haircut, don't I? Like a lesbian haircut.
1: You do indeed.
0: Can I say that? I just realized I said that on the mic. Nah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good haircut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We were just talking about U-Hauls 2. Well, look at that.
1: Oh my God.
0: This Barbie for, has a cute little... For the little... two
1: of you that understood why those things were connected. Hi. Yeah. Um, What's we're up? back at it again.
0: We are back at it again. Are you looking forward to the movie today?
1: I am, actually. I haven't seen this one, but...
0: I've not seen it either.
1: I've heard about it, and oh. I think the premise is really cute, and I'm hoping that the movie is also cute.
0: I always thought this was the one with... Julia Roberts in the chick from Ten Things I Hate About You, but it's not that movie. What the fuck is that movie?
1: That is Mona Lisa's smile, Mona Lisa which smile. is a wildly different have you movie. Seen that one, I have. I love that movie. Is it good? Yeah, you've They're never all, seen that?
0: No, I seen the poster. They're all.
1: And you call yourself a feminist? Doing this. Interesting.
0: Hey, now interesting. I'm a fucking
1: interesting. I
0: was at my wedding shower. Let me just tell you this: you'll be. You'll actually be sad because I was talking to the maid of honor about my money and not the best woman. You're actually like, okay, wait a second. Are uh, so
1: you having financial conversations with somebody other than you? I
0: me? I know about well, I when am I die. your financial
1: advisor. So uh-huh.
0: I put liberty on my life insurance. So if I die, if any of you kill me, well, I should really be talking to you, not the camera. You're say, the one most likely to. Don't
1: thwart my plans.
0: They she gets a year of my salary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All six hundred thousand dollars worth yeah and i told her that and she goes she went like that she made like a face and then she what did she say she said something about how it's like she was like joking like she was gonna kill him like haha cute and then how if i die first when we're old she would just have mckenna move in with her and they would live off my money for my retirement accounts or whatever that i had saved up and I was like, okay, that's fucking rude. But then I sat there and I thought about it. And I was like, honestly, better that than you remarry some stupid old 80-year-old fuck that you met in like Destin from a nursing home and he takes my money. I'd rather McKenna have my money. So what that has to do with the current conversation is that uh-huh. I saw McKenna, made of honor McKenna, as I yes. like to call her.
1: And yeah, her full title. Made of sure. honor McKenna. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I said to her, she was like, She's like, no, you're in my family too because you're going to be a husband, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's my I make an impression. Blah, 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 blah. It kind of sounds like a weird Mrs. Doubtfire. And then I told her this whole story, this whole joke. I can do a killer Mrs. Doubtfire, by the way.
1: Stay on track.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I told her this joke and she was like, yeah, bro, that's true. And then like hits a vape in front of like my 80-year-old grandmother and anyways, yeah. So I think McKinnon and Liberty may kill me for my money.
1: They're going to goodbye early you. <laughs>
0: Mono- okay, everybody's referencing that.
1: Have you never heard Goodbye Earl?
0: No, and also didn't I just tell you this whole story last night on Facetime?
1: Yes, <sighs> well, that's different than telling it on the pod. I'm sorry. Got to give the people the the content I too. Really do have a
0: shit memory? <laughs> Holy fuck! I was sober <laughs> last night calling you. You're sober There's- right now. <laughs> that's what you think. I don't think the I'm substances are the problem. I'm freebasing the trailer right now on our star wagon. I'm freebasing Coke. Wow. You, 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 would you kill me for my money? Right now? If you get away with it? No. Be honest. If I was
1: gonna, if I, <laughs> see, knows the truth. If I was gonna Ouija. commit murder yeah. for money, I'm not going after you.
0: Do you have somebody in mind that we know? Somebody that we know, no. not like a. No.
1: Who do we know that has any money?
0: If you had to kill somebody for money, that we know,
1: that we know,
0: yeah, don't you have to say the person's name? I'll say the person's name. I could think of like three. It's
1: Who out the of fuck love. Do we know that has money?
0: I could, I, I could think. Of I a don't know
1: anybody that has money. Money it, worth murdering for? No
0: stuff. If I could murder somebody that we know for their stuff, well, I'd murder Allie for the fun of it, because <laughs> she doesn't deserve. Getting to meet the cast of Barbie. I fucking work hard. <laughs> I pay my taxes. I respect You're people. so
1: upset about this. Aren't you? No. This, Our good friend, Allison, co-host of Hot you, Take. This is how
0: I know you wouldn't murder anybody. No. Because you like when people have fun. I yes. don't. I want to tear my friends down. I think I should What does that say about you? This Barbie is a bitch. You know what I mean? This
1: Barbie is unwell. And I have concerns about this Barbie. This Barbie is just happy that her friends are having a good time. I'm not. The true spirit of Barbie. I, yeah. Allie was on the pink carpet last night. She met Margot Robbie and Michael Sarah and a whole how bunch did of she other even people. Get that? She knows how the systems. There's there's like an online portal for those events that you can sign up to no join. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. That's how she does it. She was supposed to go. She actually wasn't originally supposed to be on the carpet. She was supposed to just go to the screening. Mm-hmm. And then they got there and they were like, nah, you guys can come to the carpet too. Why not? So she got to go to the carpet. Wait, and so see the she movie. saw the movie last night. Oh yeah. Did she, she, she like it. it. I she hasn't said anything.
0: Like she she's didn't even say if it. she no. liked it. Should we look at She said box? nothing at all. I know, but she's kept it real in her box. She might have, she's actually. Patron, I, I don't letterbox. know. I didn't look.
1: But I, I can't, if she didn't like it, I would have gotten a voice message. Oh, yeah. I funny. I would have gotten several voice messages.
0: She does have some shit to, oh, she rated her five stars. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I'm not Absolutely at all Absolutely
0: perfect, no notes.
1: There you go. I'm, I'm really excited. I see that movie next Wednesday. I'm seeing it before,
0: a bit before the drop smoking a cigar, having a nice glass of scotch. Have fun with
1: that. I will be at Comic Con watching Barbie.
0: I too. Dressed truly, as a Barbie. I get like the internet hype for these movies because it's just so funny that they're being yeah. released on the same day. I'm not like I'm excited for both, but I'm not like excited like I'm not I don't feel one way or the other. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing both of them. But people have been going fucking crazy You're about just it.
1: Just boring. I don't know what to tell you. Join the hype train. Let yourself live a little.
0: You know what I did this morning, and you said it to me. I watched because I missed you. I watched Regis Philbin and Don Rickles. I will pull up the fucking your
1: obsession with watching videos of old men from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Don
0: Rickles. Don Rickles. So concerning. Fucking shit. I love Don. Rickles. I mean, you
1: can't. You can't argue that he is hilarious. Oh my god. Objectively, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. He's so good. Anyway. We
1: almost started talking about the movie we are watching today. No. The Jane Austen Book Club. This is the second, third movie of the.
0: Directed by Robert Downey Sr. I think this is the last
1: one. No, it ain't. Um, No, no. We have one more. Well. No, we don't. You're right. And I'm lying. I trelloed today. Are you proud of me? You what?
0: I trelloed today. Oh my God. What
1: did you do in there?
0: Uh, Move some shit around.
1: Wow. Uh, Should I be concerned? Um, Oh, this is. Okay. Welcome to. No, no. The Jane Austen Book Club is what we're watching today. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the end of the Emily Blunt run
0: and the beginning
1: of the Robin Swicord run. Oh directed and written by Robin Spykerd.
0: Is it bad? I don't know who that is?
1: I think that most people probably don't know her name. Okay. But you absolutely know the majority of her filmography. She mm-hmm. has written a ton of movies and you know every single one that we're doing for her run. Um I'm very excited about this because it's so fun.
0: Oh yeah, she looks All
1: of her movies are familiar. so fun.
0: Oh, she wrote Benjamin
1: yeah. No shit. Huh. We're watching that one later. <laughs> uh, she also wrote Little Women. She wrote hmm. Practical Magic. Now, here's the thing. And I'll tell you this up front. I, like the good theater child that I am, love the movie Practical Magic. Okay? A classic. This man over here hates that movie. So we're not doing it for this run because I can only subject him to so much. And I, I chose not to subject you to this. But I truly think that if it ever comes down to us in a saw environment, I will be using that fact to justify your murder. Like.
0: I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I can't recall ever saying anything about practical magic.
1: You're lying.
0: I can't recall.
1: Lying. Don't, don't pull a Fifth Amendment on me. You know you hate that movie. I can't You've recall. said that to a movie so many times.
0: I've said I've hated certain movies, but I can't recall.
1: Okay. Blake Alexander Miller, do you like Practical Magic? I can't recall. Starring Sandra Bullock and recall. Nicole Kidman? I can't recall. Interesting. Something Next a week liar on would burbies. say. So we're not doing that one, but we are doing the Jane Austen Book Club, which looks so very cute. Starring, obviously, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Hugh Dancy. Um, Kathy Baker, who you might not know her name, but you absolutely know her face. Maria Bello. Same situation. I said it wrong on purpose.
0: Oh my God, is that Jimmy Smits?
1: <laughs> that face. is Jimmy Smits. <laughs> There's a lot of people in this, and I'm really excited. Uh, it came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. It is a... Perfect runtime, hour 45.
0: Ooh, a nice hour 45. Mm-hmm. Yes, Classic.
1: And the plot, in case you weren't curious, uh, six Californians start a club to discuss the works of Jane Austen only to find their relationships, both old and new, begin to resemble 21st century versions of her novels. Wow. Sounds like something that I'm going to absolutely adore. So I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a good time.
0: What are you drinking? Booze?
1: We are drinking booze because that's the only thing we know how to drink over here. We are drinking a Gin and Bennett.
0: A Gin and Bennett? Is that because the film location slash theme is California?
1: No. That is, well, that is, the, the film location is California. Oh. But that actually has nothing to do with the drink today.
0: People are obsessed with that goddamn state.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. But then again, I I lived there for 10 years. So Midwest, baby. I think I'm allowed to say that. Some Midwest, um, baby. No, here. Jen and Bennett, because obviously the Bennett sisters from mm. Pride and Prejudice. If you didn't know, now you know. Yes. The last name of the main family in that movie is Bennett.
0: What is that Pride and Prejudice impression?
1: You're welcome. Was that the hand flex? Yeah. Oh my God. That is fucking I can't, right there. I can't look at you. That's absolutely. The ingredients uh, is an ounce and a half of gin, Mm -hmm. a half ounce of creme de violet, Mm -hmm. which is purple, uh, half an ounce of lemon juice, ice, sparkling wine, and edible blossoms for garnish, which we don't have because I could not find any.
0: Keeping it real, brother.
1: Keeping it real. You know, we got to do it to them. Uh, You shake it all up and you serve it strained and I'm sure it's going to be delicious. It sounds a lot like a French 75 in some ways, but with more gin.
0: You know I'm ready for that. It Sounds good. Well.
1: I think it's time. Do we hit it? Yeah.
0: Roll tape. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is.
1: The drinks really did the thing. They did They did what they meant to do.
0: They were gin and Bennett.
1: Gin and Bennett.
0: Gin and Bennetting. They were ginning. They were Bennetting. Yeah?
1: We need to put water in the Brita and then put it in the fridge. Oh, that's going to
0: bother you? Yeah. Okay, monologue while I do it.
1: I'm vamping. Vamp, 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 vamping. Vamp. Um, this is a really cute movie.
0: Keep vamping.
1: There's water. He's going over the falls. Fuck! Lassie, get him! <laughs> Lassie, get him. What a fucking
0: life. <laughs> God.
1: Oh, God. I had
0: a thought about this video.
1: You should wait until you're back at the mic.
0: No, I want to say it over before in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Here's my thought.
1: Yeah. <laughs> recently. Jesus Christ.
0: The entire time like this. At the <laughs> Show. I don't know if you've seen that. Okay.
1: Just your belly button in the mic.
0: <clears throat> what I'm about to say has nothing to do with this movie. In fact, well, I'll explain it. Thank you so I much for saying it on saw, mic. I recently saw
1: mm-hmm.
0: a big. You know what I hate, by the way? I was on a boat recently, and I'm not going to say who it was. But some person just sat next to me and <laughs> they're me. Don't you fucking hate that? Don't touch me. Right. You are like me. Ever
1: touch me with you your body? You and I body. go back
0: years. You uh-huh. know, we know a lot about each other. I still. And as soon as I did that, you fucking I was went like, away. I don't like it. That's not cool, right? Well,
1: I was sitting here and I accidentally touched Journey, and then I was like, "Oh, That's didn't like that." Yeah, yeah, a little.
0: You go away. It's
1: common. It's, it's personal space. I don't want you touching me. I fucking me.
0: hate that shit. People yeah. are cool with that.
1: Meh. Not, Here we are. Don't fuck with it on any... You know, we were talking about this. We might have already mm-hmm. talked about this one on the pod, but like yeah. that's my whole thing about sitting in between two men on an airplane. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm unfortunate enough to oh, be I in like the like bottom the seat... No. Oh.
0: It's the legs. The man. Y'all the man cannot spread.
1: keep your knees to yourselves. Mm-hmm. My thighs were not meant to be touching your nasty ass cargo shorted thighs
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this airplane. Usually keep I'm tucking,
0: so I do keep my knees on.
1: Because you are a respectful king.
0: I'm an ally. I'm seeing a big budget comedy. Just think about a big budget comedy. What's that right now? This is coming out. Okay. Okay. You, you, you.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: You got it? I think so. What's that right now?
1: Like right this moment in theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. You're really good at reading lips. Okay. So I (laughs) went to go see that with my dad. Uh Uh-huh. And there was like. I think we're at this weird age. We're, you went and
1: saw that movie with your dad.
0: It was during when they were the girls were doing the bridal shower. Oh, okay. so we had to do something. All right, fair enough. We we're it. It. He would find it funny. So I was like, let's yeah. take him. So I think we're at this age. I was watching the, you know, twenty five minutes of fucking trailers. Yeah. And
1: starts ten minutes late, and then you get twenty five minutes of trailers anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think we're at an age where we're finally getting out of like everything's IP. We're starting to. Yeah. We definitely aren't there yet but it's starting to. But it's to. starting to. Yeah. But movies look. I want to talk to you about this. Movies just look bad, dude. Why do so many movies look bad? Because everything yeah, you I've talk been thinking about, it? about this a lot lately, You've been actually. Thinking?
1: Yeah, because I'm on a. And Give don't judge a me for this. Punt don't to judge the me for this, okay?
0: Go and to the game. Right I now. am
1: on a Criminal Minds kick at the moment. I'm rewatching Criminal Minds. I don't want to hear any opinions <laughs> Let's end on that. let the okay? episode. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up, but. I, it's, TVs. As I've been rewatching okay. that, mm-hmm. I've actually thought about this a lot because. I don't know. I, I have to give this background for you to understand how I've gone on this thought process. But I again, I don't want to hear any opinions on, on this. All right. I, I know where I'm at. I don't need you to tell me. I started the rewatch in season eight, which is solidly, I think, 2015, 2014 era mm-hmm. of the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So much God, bigger budget a long time it's still on yeah much bigger budget than when they started and of the like refined digital age mm-hmm. everything is super crisp and clean and it looks like you are in that room with them you know mm. and then i was like you know what this just kind of really isn't doing it for me i'm gonna go back and start with season one and just kind of see if i feel differently yeah not because season eight is bad, but just because I'm purely watching this for a nostalgia kick and like, it wasn't giving me a a nostalgia kick went back to the beginning when it was like, Oh five, Mm -hmm. the early digital age. So everything's still kind of grainy. It's got this very removed from reality feel to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what's missing. And the, the, the CPD agrees with me. Yeah. Let's okay. just call that what it is.
0: I, 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 see, I see what you're saying. The digital
1: high-resolution. If everything does take looks away. like I am in the room with you, it does not feel like I am being brought on a journey or told a story. It feels yeah. like I'm just there.
0: Or you're watching a social media video. Yeah. I bring, okay, first off, I bring all this up to say that the reason I thought of it is that I personally thought this movie's lit well. For me, a lot of, because I agree with you, I was going to say that I think a lot of it has to do with lighting and contrast ratios because I think Mm -hmm. you have a generation of cinematographers now coming up cutting their teeth on like these studio movies that like aren't the big dramatic pictures but are like, like these B B movies that are new and they're not IP but they're genre based they're very i don't know how to say it without sounding degrading i'm not trying to sound degrading but they're very much like illicit emotional response whether you're scared or you're laughing and that's it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of dps coming up that are so used to what we are used to sorry we're back excuse the cfd um <laughs> you know what it means uh-huh. um no, I think there's a whole wave of DPs that are coming up on what we're coming up on, which is digital, digital, digital. But also, like, everything is very well lit. Digital can capture a lot. can capture a lot in low-light situations. And I think what makes an image cinematic to me and what my personal tastes are are very different than, I think, the mainstream. I think you, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. for – my whole thing is I want it to feel like I am watching a story.
0: And you're in the world of the story. Yeah. You're not watching Instagram reel.
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't need it to always be like super highly stylized and fancy. Like, well, no. I, I don't even, think that every story needs that. Yeah. But you need to exist in the world of that story. And I think a lot of the time, the world of the story doesn't exist. It's yeah. just this is real life and we're shooting it exactly as you would see it and it's like i don't That's not what i'm watching it for Mm -hmm. i could go get a coffee and sit on a sidewalk and watch that all day long babes i don't i don't need a movie to do that for me emily blunt is great in this movie yes let's we didn't do star ratings we've skipped all over the place already the drinks be drinking ready yeah sure
0: three two one three and a half
1: you're a fuck you are you hate happiness. What's wrong with you? I didn't even give it a high rating. I gave it a solid three, and I'm still irritated at one and a half over here.
0: That's middle of the road. Three. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was fun. I had a good time. It's nothing earth-shattering. No, no. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um... I don't know. I think that there are certain stories that are told, certain dramatic stories that are told, and style has a lot to do with star rating. I I think that the arcs characters go on in a very dramatic story are very important to me and the diversity of an emotion and the arc of those emotions over a period of sequences and the individual scenes that comprise the sequences are very I'm 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 always watching that. I love actors. I'm I want to direct, especially the older I get because I just like working with actors that are really good and really know what they're doing and I want to like direct them just really bad and have them have roles where they're taking characters and arcs that are very fulfilling for them and the work is very fulfilling for them. Um, I didn't feel like there were... The thing for me, why I would say that the number one thing for me was that I didn't think that a lot of these characters had very discernible arcs or nuanced arcs to their characters throughout the plot. I think I doesn't agree. I think there are a
1: lot of criticisms you wow. can have about this movie, and that is just one that holds zero fucking water.
0: That holds a little bit of water. The that holds whole, a drip of water.
1: You're going to base a star rating off a drip of water? I
0: think... Those are all your star ratings. I think...
1: <laughs> do you want to get violent? We're what we're are you trying to do? You're trying to get crazy? Lot. Are we going to you little You're trying to get crazy? Yeah, I mean,
0: it just wasn't for me. I don't know. I don't want to... Again, I don't want... Here's my thing. It's hard to have this podcast sometimes because I'm drinking. And as you know, I'm a little critical about movies. About every movie.
1: Yeah. That's, including that's-
0: my own. But I don't think... You know, I am. I don't think that has any place... Are you like, telling
1: me that you don't think Get It, Get it Together, Jerry, is a masterpiece? I can I stop?
0: I, this is getting meta. This is getting really into like the state of movies and criticism I'm about to say. What's hard okay. about this podcast is... I have very strong opinions about every movie I watch. Good, bad, indifferent. Even though my indifferent opinions are very strong, I think. And I don't ever want to come across them tearing down a filmmaker. Because making a fucking movie, as you agree with me on this, yeah. it's so hard. And even like bad movies, it just because somebody doesn't like it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just they're all yeah. personal taste. So it's hard to talk about movies that didn't – I didn't connect with this, but I don't want to like argue why I didn't connect with it because I think this is all personal opinion ultimately. And I am always going to be on the side of the filmmaker than getting something dumb done, excuse me, them getting after it. So it's hard to like, say if I'm being honest, it's a one and a half star, but it just, it wasn't for me.
1: Well, it just didn't resonate with you. And I think that's different well, than that's saying that like too. there weren't character arcs. I think, The difference is you've not read a lot of Jane Austen, right? Am I correct in Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yeah. Wow. You piked me well.
1: That was crazy. And if you don't know, like, the plots that these characters are mirroring, it is hard Mm -hmm. to, like, connect with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you understand, like, even just a working knowledge kind of of what the plots are that they are mirroring in their own lives, it makes a lot more sense. Which is not to say that you, like, need that knowledge to enjoy the movie, because I don't think that's true. But to understand some of the decisions that they make, I think you do need to have that that knowledge. And they do a good job in the movie of, like, kind of trying to feed you that working knowledge through their conversation about the books which I really appreciate. I think that's actually a really hard thing to do and they do it really well there. But it is one of those things where it's like, if you're not, if you don't care about Jane Austen, shockingly enough, babes, this the realize. movie, the Jane Austen book club, probably not for you.
0: I just think that for me, because, you know, obviously we're watching all these movies for Emily, really.
1: So yes. I'm paying
0: special close attention to her. And if there's one thing I think we both agree on is that Emily Blunt can take anything if I can run with it and do it well.
1: Yes. That woman could read the phone book and she would give it dramatic narrative importance. I
0: didn't know she – I mean, I always knew she was obviously a good actor It's Emily Blunt. But, like, I didn't know that she was as good of an actor as she is. Yeah. That being said, like, I don't think – yeah – I, if I'm just, again... See, this is hard because I don't want to fucking criticize people's work. I I think, yes, technically on paper, there's definitely an arc with her character, with Prudy. But I didn't feel how it
1: was... It's not an arc that you like. Well, not that. It's just...
0: I think... Emily Blunt gave her whole fucking ass into this like she fucking worked and you can tell. Yeah. But I just think that there were scenes and moments that could show more of the nuance of Prudy cuz Prudy is a very nuanced character, I would argue. Mhm. that weren't selected. But I do feel like when you watch this movie, you're seeing Emily Blunt NASCAR, sorry. No, I feel like I feel like Prudy Probably more than anybody else, at least for me. She is a character that the audience is supposed to have so much ethos for, and you do successfully. But a lot of those scenes, she's rehashing the same argument with her husband. And there's definitely an arc there. That's what makes it like hard to watch. Well, not hard to watch. That's what makes it kind of difficult, because you're like, there's an arc, but like she's rehashing the same type of argument with him. And ultimately, they do come back together in the end. Spoilers. So I think that's – and that's kind of how I felt about not all the other characters, some of the other characters that I didn't feel – like I was like, what is the growth? I think a lot of them have growth, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. I do get what you mean, but I think that goes back to – the point that they are all modeled off of Jane Austen plots, mm-hmm. where it's it is hard to like wrap your head around some of the decisions that they make in who they choose to stay with and who they go back to, mm-hmm. because we're sitting there with like the modern day interpretation mentality, of the yeah, of it of like just get a divorce, like break up, move on.
0: You literally shouting at the screen throughout yeah. the movie.
1: there there were several moments where i was like please divorce this man but that's not true to the stories that they're modeling which is the whole like crux of this story yeah divorce was not really an option for any of the jane austen heroines and that is what makes their situations so emotionally fraught because you're like i know that you can't just walk away from this Mm -hmm. Even if you want to, even if it's the thing that would be best for your happiness, you can't walk away from it. And in the Jane Austen books, because of the time period that they're written in, like, that's a societal construct. And I think what this movie is trying to do, and I would argue does successfully and is really interesting, Mm -hmm. is it analyzes that from the other perspective, the more modern day perspective of, like, at what point do you as a woman lose value to the point at which you cannot move on? And are you willing to take the chance to be alone or are you going to stay where it's safe with someone that, you know, like it's, it's dealing with the, and how
0: do you feel about that?
1: I have a lot of feelings about that. Let's talk about it. I'm to get into that. Um, so that, that's what I think is like, the central idea of what they're trying to do, Mm -hmm. which I think just is a a hard, frustrating thing to watch because it's not what you expect or want out of like a romantic drama.
0: Do you think a lot of women get self-worth based off their relationship status?
1: Yes, I think we are literally trained to do that from the moment we're born.
0: Do you think we're getting better with that or straying from that or it's the same thing?
1: Um... I think it is definitely changing. Mm -hmm. And I am by no means a scholar on the subject.
0: Tell me what you think, Einstein. Let's hear about it.
1: I I think (laughs) it's definitely changing. I think... I don't know. I think it hasn't changed in the sense that all of us derive some understanding of who we are and some value about ourselves in the way that others treat us and love us i don't think that's a gendered thing i think that is a very human thing we need other people to exist Mm -hmm. you cannot exist in a vacuum by yourself we're just not meant to do it right right whether that be romantic relationships platonic relationships familial relationships like whatever it is you need people we all do Mm -hmm. and i think the modern idea of you don't need anyone unless they treat you exactly the way that you want to be treated is not sustainable or realistic.
0: Let's talk about that. I <laughs> fucking agree. But I was raised by people that, I mean, I love my parents, obviously. I'm very close to them. But like they would, they definitely taught me that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, I think There's it's value a very in it. nuanced conversation because right. you should be treated well by the yes. people in your life. That's yes. a non, not up for debate. Mm-hmm. If people don't respect you and they don't treat you with love, they, you should not be including them in your life. Like that's not, yeah, you don't need that.
0: But we all are shitty in our own way. Like, like to, I don't know. I think, oh, let's get some therapy in here. I think that, <laughs> do the neat thing. Ch- man, oh, to- um, yeah, I think that like I was raised by people that were like, yeah, unless you were being treated like basically, I mean, they didn't say this, but they were like, like a king, then you, they don't deserve you. Which on some levels, exactly what you said. Again, nice because you know what you're worth. You have a good sense of self worth. Yeah, but relationships are messy and tricky and complicated. All relationships, even friendships.
1: And also, if somebody's only ever like groveling at your feet and treating you like you're the greatest person you do you person. don't learn anything you from that relationship them. you don't respect them no you don't grow in any way shape or form yeah like the, it's i mean and you also, keep me
0: around but like <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also like how many i don't know i i have actually had the misfortune of coming across a few people in my life like that where, a lot,
0: like grovel at like at your feet and stuff where it's constantly
1: you're so great you're so every single one of them was full of shit and was just telling me what they thought i wanted to hear to get what they wanted yes so i think when you set up this idea that everyone in your life should love you exactly the way that you demand to be loved Mm -hmm. and it's not even need. it's it's the way that like you expect to be loved you close yourself off to the any of the other ways that you could possibly be loved that might tell you something about yourself that you don't already know. Mm-hmm. It closes you off to growth. And usually the people that can figure out the way that you want to be loved are the people who don't love you at all. They're the people who are just really good at figuring out what other people want and then using that to their advantage.
0: You learn more about yourself through the shitty relationships than you do the good ones.
1: Yeah, and That's you also, saying, you but... you learn more about yourself in exposing yourself to the other ways that you could be loved. Yeah. Like, I, I think about this, actually, all the time. When I met you and Allie and Tess, I had a very, like, specific understanding mm-hmm. of what true friendship was. And all three of you, in very different ways, completely dismantled that for me and taught me things about myself that I didn't know. I didn't know I grew that. as a person. I don't know that we've ever talked about it. I don't normally... I don't talk about it. I should keep Bring that Bring it up style. on air. Muck no, it up on air. But I'll talk about it later. Excuse me.
0: I think I should be a level above Allie, but please continue. I'm, I don't want to cut you off. Please.
1: What? Did I say Allie first in, in the order? Is no, no. You're, I just, you're grouping
0: me with her. I think I should be in a separate...
1: Class. You are really mad that she met Margot Robbie. I'm this is your like, like half the thing she does. 13th she, reason. She
0: FaceTime, when she FaceTimed, <laughs> yeah, she she is my 13th reason. She FaceTime me. Uh, Anyways. Yes. Sorry.
1: All of which is to say, I think that this movie does a really good job of kind of exploring that idea. Mm-hmm. And that you have Jocelyn as one of your characters who is, you know, the quintessential example of that theme where she has surrounded herself with dogs that obey her, and she is very much, I don't need anybody unless it's the perfect kind of love, and somebody comes into her life that upends that idea for her. Yeah. But still loves her in a really genuine way, and just Mm -hmm. wants to share things with her in a way that she'd never considered or experienced before, and so it makes her uncomfortable. I think that's a necessary part of it. And on the other side, you have like two stories where... The relationship that they're in is either failing or is broken up and how they navigate those changes in their identity and in the way that they navigate the world and what they look for to fill that space. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, because again, we're talking about Jane Austen-esque arcs here, they end up back with the same person that they started with. Mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. I'm not even gonna touch that because I have a lot of opinions. I think mm. it's a really cool thing to do narratively. I don't think that that hardly ever works in real life, but yeah. Say lobby.
0: Talk more about upending your no. Let's <laughs> talk off air. We'll
1: talk about it off air. That's an off air conversation.
0: No, I, I do think. Well, I'll definitely speak for myself though. I think. I love everything you're saying. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. See, this movie does raise some interesting questions. Yeah. Especially from the female perspective of things, too. Um, But yeah, just the idea of what relationships should look like. Well, this can going to get you all hot and bothered, what I'm about to say. You always bring up what I'm about to say. The idea of what you think relationships should work should work like... And look like based off the fiction and the media you have engaged with versus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the messiness of the human experience yeah, and the growth and the forgiveness and the patience that you need to have for yourself and for others. I think this movie also does definitely explore that well. Yeah. Um,
1: I also think that if we didn't have media to show us what love is supposed to look like, now. we would Play have no boring. idea. We would have no idea. Yeah. I don't think we'd have any clue. I think so much of it is societally constructed by the media that we consume. That's it. Yeah, but don't Nothing you ever to read
0: say. like really old like religious yes. texts or proverbs or books? Not
1: religious texts.
0: But ju- I am just mean like really old documents, like when media wasn't necessarily like what we know it as today. And it's interesting, like, I was reading this book called The Secret Lives of the Impressionist. And just in terms of being somebody that really engages with art and wants to make, I think film is art, wants to make art for a living and always wants to do it. Like, I think I'm so singular and I'm so alone in this modern world. And then I read about the struggles these men and women were facing 150 years ago. And I'm like,
1: It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same. It's the exact
0: same thing. Because I agree with you, but I also think there's a lot of stuff that media has just kind of like, I'm not going to say this right, but hyperbolized? Yeah. And exaggerated. Yeah. I don't think it's like false, if that makes sense.
1: I don't know that it's false. I just think that without being primed Mm -hmm. to look for certain things we would not look for them i think that a lot of it is societally constructed and it's not innate to our existence yeah which i don't i don't know i don't necessarily think that that's like an inherently bad thing i just think it's really interesting and i think it's an important perspective to keep in mind when you like when you're looking at your own life Mm -hmm. you're like well i haven't had this and it's like well does anyone like, is that a real thing that actually exists outside of the media that you consume? That's true. Probably not. Because the media that you consume is, one, not real. And two, what you see in it is a very specific perspective, time frame. Like, you you don't... It's not everything. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's bad or that you shouldn't consume it or that it's bad to have standards by any fucking means. It just means you need to have a grip on reality. Right. If you don't have that, then it can be a very like slippery slope into Mm -hmm. either just endless disappointment.
0: Over, yeah, oversimplification or this gross idealizations on romanticizing. Yeah. Yep. Yes. King, I think it's a great way to
1: I think it absolutely is because I can also feel my face getting red. So it's time to go talk about a theater. Okay. Let's go. I need to turn my AC back on. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. (laughs) What's our theater?
0: I have a theater and I have it for you. It is in, guess? California. We're in California
1: southern california
0: we're in southern california
1: the valley
0: we went no we went to a bar in this neighborhood the last time we you and i were in la i have no idea where we were out oh, she wouldn't like me saying what she was doing hollywood las villas
1: is that where we were
0: on that couch in like the fucking junkyard looking area you yeah don't remember that?
1: no i remember the bar i just had no idea what neighborhood we Allie were
0: in and rose petals is all the same okay it was fun Remember, okay. Just yep, I joke. had a good time. The American Cinema Tech and Los Feliz. Okay. There are not just one theater, but theaters. They own the Egyptian theater, the Aero Theater, the Los Feliz three theater. I thought there was one more. Yeah, there's just three. Sick. Arrow and the Egyptian. Obviously the Egyptian theater is one of the biggest like old Hollywood. It says here Douglas Fairbanks and like Errol Flynn movies. Um, it's been around forever, actually over a hundred years. Very nice. Love the Aero that. Theater, kind of similar.
1: Continuously running?
0: Yes. For continuously 100 years? running for wow. hundred years. The Aero Theater's been around since nineteen forty. I think we did the Aero Theater. Arrow being A E R O. No, Los... I think
1: you did the Los Feliz three.
0: Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go into the Aero Theater. Uh, The American Cinematheque is, they again, they run these three movie theaters in Los Angeles. We've said it before. The art house theater scene isn't too big down in LA, Mm -hmm. surprisingly enough.
1: It's expensive.
0: It is expensive. Um, It's a big industry town, so it's not Mm -hmm. really art house friendly. But they have, I mean, obviously everything. But the Aero Theater, run by the Cinematheque, its name is a tribute to the aerospace industry. Wow. No way! And I hey, like that.
1: Crazy.
0: Uh American Cinematheque programs to the Aero Theater includes advanced screenings, retrospectives, revivals, restorations, alliteration, blah blah blah, and person discussions with filmmakers, and the annual All Night Horror Thon, just for you.
1: Oh my God! When
0: tonight we're leaving tonight,
1: I'm getting on the private jet right now.
0: And where is it located? Not in Los Feliz, but in. California, Santa Monica, California. There okay. Oh, you know. um, uh, yeah. I California theater,
1: California movie,
0: Art House theater, Stay based.
1: Bada bing, bada boom. What else is there to say? Yeah. You can enjoy listening to our recommendations of theaters, but we would highly recommend that you find whatever independent theater is yeah. near you. Yeah. And go see the very next thing that they're playing. We have nothing. Don't against, look it up. Yeah. Just go see it. We
0: have nothing against AMC landmark well, stay real see a movie well this spo- this podcast is sponsored but by amc uh-huh i don't know if you know that oh
1: for sure nicole kidman herself wrote us the check <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: got that money but yes our house theater yeah see oppenheimer on 70 millimeter don't be a bitch get it done you
1: don't have to do that you can <laughs> if you want to
0: see barbie in imax That you have to do. Get it fucking done. The
1: fact that we aren't going to get Barbie and IMAX because Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible are dick fighting over it. The fact. Absurd.
0: And we'll end on this. The fact you're not seeing Barbie with me. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm
1: sorry. The fact that you're not coming to Comic Con.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
1: What are you, lame?
0: This Barbie loves Comic Con, (laughs) motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen. Had to scratch my nose. Ladies and gentlemen. Of the jury. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brewies. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, feel free to argue with us in the comments of our social media on Instagram at Brewies underscore show. And next week we're watching The Curious Case of Benjamin Button.